Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgham. And I'm Sergeant Ackerberg. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. Sergeant Ackerberg, what's today's topic? Today we'd like to talk about laughter, why it's important, and how to incorporate it into our communication because not many people know, but laughter is actually a form of communication. We add it in our vocabulary. Um, unfortunately, Captain Walker is not here today, Chaplain. I'll be playing the role of the exceptionally smart individual on this. Yes, so bear with us as we roll through our podcast without Captain Walker. That works. And why we brought up laughter as a topic was during the holidays, we often take things so seriously and we sometimes lose that holiday spirit. As an example, I'm at Walmart Sunday night walking down the aisles and about to check out and a gentleman is with his spouse and he starts saying, why are we going in this aisle to check out? That aisle is way closer to our car and they're just start significantly arguing. And to me, I'm thinking, how serious is it? to be buying toys, which is what they were filling their carts with, that you had to get angry over what checkout line. Why not enjoy the time, enjoy the process? And to do that, we can use laughter in our life, and that can bring joy. Yeah, definitely. Laughter is actually proven to decrease our stress response. And I know we talk a lot about stress in our other previous podcasts. And so laughter can decrease our stress, which then boosts our immune system, and then actually can help fight diseases. So like, you know, the flu that's coming around that they're saying is stronger than ever. It's the epidemic, right? And so by laughing, adding it into our life, there's research that shows that every time we have a good belly laugh, like a good hard laugh, we're actually adding two minutes to our life, which is any help we can get at this point is appreciated. So what are some of the spiritual aspects of laughter? When you look at religion, most people don't think of people rolling around the aisles laughing. We often think of that grim, serious look that you see in church that's in television series like The Simpsons with Ned Flanders, very serious, those Mm -hmm. kind of people. But that's really not the case. That humorless religion isn't actually what religion is supposed to be. Religion is supposed to be a part, have joy, and it's supposed to inspire laughter in many cases. In fact, scripture has a number of times where God laughs. The point of this is humor can be used to really help you to escape some of the dark times. Viktor Frankl, who uh, is famous for a number of reasons, has a quote when he founded Logotherapy. Humor, more than anything else in the human makeup, can afford an aloofness and an ability to rise above any situation. Humor can help us take something that's very serious and very hard and help us to work through it. Some cultures, they'll actually bring joy to even funeral services where they come in and they start joking around during the funeral, not to denigrate the person, but to honor their life. So they'll sit there Mm -hmm. and say, oh, remember that funny time? And they're laughing at a burial service. And it's actually off-putting if you've never seen it before. What it is is they're bringing joy to help work through the grief. And if you think of famous religious leaders you know, you can think of the Pope who is smiling constantly. The Dalai Lama, if you look at him, he's always um, generally smiling in multiple cases. Even the famous televangelist uh, Joel Osteen, who's on many TV shows, is always smiling. Those are the things that we want to bring. We want to inspire joy with spirituality. There's even a yoga movement in researching this called Laughter Yoga. And that movement is designed to just bring laughter and because of the health effects. And it can impact you so positively. Really, at its core, laughter is a holy experience because it helps you to get through those difficult times. That's really interesting, especially when we talk about how we apply laughter into our day-to-day lives. I know for me, I love to go around and just 
matter of fact, I think it's a one woman show everywhere I go. My goal is to really break down that wall with people and by using laughter. Sometimes it's sarcasm, which they say is the lowest form of humor. But to me, it's a special skill that I have harnessed to bring joy to those around us. But I do think that by bringing laughter in and and providing that I'm human, you're human, I'm non-aggressive, we can laugh together, it, you'll be amazed at the ties that you can you can build with, with that. Laughter is one of the only things that are universal. No matter what country you come from, no matter what language you speak, everybody understands laughter. And I think that's an important role, especially when times are tough, situations are stressful, especially with what we're going on, what we're going through with the military right now. Um, we definitely could add laughter into our daily, daily lives just to kind of lighten the mood, decrease that stress, increase that endorphins going on in your head. Matter of fact, it actually says that if you, research says that if you have a good laugh in the morning, you provide some type of stimulation where you have a good kind of chuckle, it's actually better than a cup of coffee. So if you're looking to kind of cut down on your caffeine addiction, hint, hint, anybody out there, you could actually just do that. And it supposedly provides about the same as one cup of coffee, which I'll be interested to try. Well, and in my office, I actually position things that are designed to make people laugh. So on my desk, I have a picture of Kanye West mm. and people will often come in and get upset and they'll look and say, what? why do you have a picture of Kanye West on the desk? And I just keep a number of his inspirational quotes at the ready, Very which I'll share. And many times people will just be so shocked that his picture's on the desk that they it interrupts their process and helps them to get through. Another thing I have in my office is a file folder. And that file folder is, says evil plans on it. And I'll put something in it like step one or step two of mm -hmm. whatever's going on. And people notice it. And the, the intent of it isn't just to be goofy. The intent of it is to help people laugh and get mm -hmm. through those challenges. We're not minimizing grief. We're not minimizing all those things. We take them very seriously, but sometimes you need to use something else to break through, to help to interrupt a process so you can get through that difficulty. I agree. And that's part of why I use humor everywhere I go. Um, any unit visitations, anybody out there that's ever met us, we probably did something really corny or awkward. And that's just who we are because it, it lowers the defense. People don't get so guarded. And then we can really try to help. You know, you find out what's really going on. People open up and share um, just by sharing a laugh, you know, funny story, funny memes, um, something that are not demeaning. We're not trying to berate or break anybody down, but we want to uplift everybody. And sometimes just a funny knock knock joke. You know, my daughter daughter comes home from school she'll be like mom I have the funniest joke and I'll be like okay let's hear it and sometimes they're just they're not funny but because she finds them so funny and she starts laughing that I just die and then we're just laughing together like it's just hysterical well and historically they had a figure in medieval times the jester and although we see it on tv now we think it's just a jokester but the jester actually had an important role they were able to connect between the people and the king or the royalty or queen or whatnot. And what they were able to do is to kind of make light of various situations to serve as an intermediary to help people understand what's going on and to possibly bring some of the human experience to the royalty. They had much more of a role than most people think. They weren't just there to make people laugh. They were there to make people think. And when you watch what most people see at night, which are those late night shows and so forth and the comedy channels, those things are designed, if you really look at it, it's helping people to understand the plight of others. So we may laugh at times, and but there's also a piece of learning what's going on, whether mm -hmm. it's making fun of politics or um, different things in our culture. It really does help to kind of bring understanding. Humor and laughter can 
can actually bridge a large divide. Oh, definitely. And if you look at just like comedians, right? Think about it. They don't just service their demographic or their population or whatever their, you know, maybe title name is, right? They they share small stories about themselves because it's not always that their jokes are super funny, but the key to laughter is the human connection behind it. That's why we share small stories about ourselves is because we want you to know us and then you find the stories even more hysterical because you've bought into us. There's a connection there. That's why we have our favorite favorite comedians or our favorite um, comedies or we follow the same actor through whatever movie they're doing right it's because we've invested in the person they may be funny some of that stuff is funny but research shows that it's not actually about the joke it's about the connection that you're building with that person and it doesn't have to be one-on-one you know comedians do it all the time they get that whole auditorium just laughing hysterically out of their chair and it's because they're sharing small stories about themselves which kind of brings us to the second part of our podcast where we would love to share just really awkward, funny stories. I hope you find they're funny. Um, we find them hysterical. It'll give you a good glimpse into like my life. I know it'll give you a glimpse into the chaplain's life. So let me set the picture for you. So it was a couple years ago. My husband's Navy. He's a submariner, but he got sent here to Norfolk for some training. Now, mind you, I'm stationed uh, overseas, and I've we've decided that when his training's done, we're going to take this epic road trip across the country, right? And so my daughter and I, we fly into Virginia. And my husband's been telling me the whole five months we've been separated about this place called Waffle House. And we got to go when I get here. And now I'm from the West Coast. I've never heard of Waffle House. I tried to look it up, but I didn't even know what to expect. So I'm like, cool, let's go. So he literally, I land. We stay the night. We wake up the next morning to get on this epic road trip. And he takes us straight away to like the Waffle House right outside of uh, Norfolk. Anyway, so we go in and everybody's super friendly and they're like, hey, right? And so my husband orders this smothered on smothered with hash browns and chili and there's an egg and the toast and it's just this massive bowl of food and I ordered just you know like some pancakes and and something right and so he's just like that was the best meal right and I was like yeah it was a great restaurant I want to validate him but at the same time I don't know what the hype was about but it is I am a Waffle House fan now but just let you know in that story I wasn't too sure but anyway so we start driving and we're going up north right and Now, mind you, it was a hearty breakfast, and we started out early, but I'm noticing that my husband starts popping Tums, and he's chewing these Tums like Tic Tacs, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that meal must have just be tearing him up on the inside. And so, at first, I was like, karma, right? Like, 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 serves you right. Look at all that garbage you're eating, right? And then, but as we keep going, and so we pass lunch, like noon hits, he's not mentioning food, I'm watching him eat Tums, and I'm just like, man, okay, so he must still not be feeling good, but I know that we have this timeline, we got to get to where we're going. And so it's about six at night, folks. And I'm starving. And my daughter's in the back and she's talking about like, she's hungry, she's tired, right? And so I look over at my husband, now he's driving and I'm like, hey, I don't know if you feel okay, but we have got to stop and get some food because we're starving. No lie, folks. He turns and looks at me while he's driving and he goes, heck yeah, I'm hungry. Why do you think I've been eating these Tums? Now, I'm not kidding. He was knocking back these Tums, right? And so I look at him and I'm just like, who eats Tums like as a snack? And he holds the bottle up and looks me in the eyes and says, they're smoothie flavored. And I was like, I am done. Like tapped out, pull the car over. Are you kidding me? This is just ridiculous. But that's a good example. 
example awesome. of like our marriage, our life. And it's just like, who does that, right? Like who, who does this? Well, mine, interesting from an earlier period, I met this girl, I'm dating her, who would eventually become my wife. So that's the punchline. But I bring her out and I say, okay, well, we're going to go to a nice dinner and I dress up. I'm in college trying to look really good. Wearing the khaki pants, nice shirt. And I'm driving my beautiful Nissan pickup truck. Sure, it had rust stains through the whole thing. But <laughs> drive her out. And also at this point, I'd had my pilot's license. So I wanted to bring her down to the Peter O'Night Airport in Tampa, Florida. Real nice area overlooking the water. Trying to be smooth after dinner. Say, look at the beautiful bay. Go for a walk. And I, because I worked at the airport there, we could drive out by this area, which are all palm trees and so forth. Well, unbeknownst to me, that day, the airport decided to change the palm trees to dig them up and put ones in. Well, for those of you who haven't seen a palm tree hole, it's as short as about one foot, but can be up to five feet deep, depending on how old the palm trees are. This one, I don't know how deep it was, but I'll tell you it was at least two feet deep. And I'm driving out on the grass, and how I discovered that they'd excavated and pulled up these palm trees was when the front of my pickup truck very small truck went right into the hole no way and went in so we're we're inclined like in like full up in the tires are off the ground in the back and and i'm like this this isn't good so again first date first date folks just be with me on this so i'm trying to back up the car and the wheels are spinning and not going anywhere so i said oh i'll just go find some wood and try to put it under the wheels to get out now i am mortified embarrassed at this point but on my way back from the hangar with some p2 pieces of wood to get to back the truck out i noticed that it's they hear some thunderstorms coming in oh, it no. is now downpouring so i'm wearing khakis <laughs> i'm covered in mud in here then a guy pulls up in a truck sees us and he goes hey what are you guys doing here like oh we're just out here it's okay uh, i can pull you out he walks to my girlfriend or person I'm dating at this point and says, hey, are you okay? Are you safe? Oh, like, God. is this guy weird? Stranger like, no, danger. Really, stranger danger. <laughs> I was like, no, no, really? We were just out on a date. And I mean, I am like drenched at this point. I'm completely covered in mud. We get the truck out. We drive back to the campus. And the, the I'm just, I'm thinking to myself, like, this is the worst date that could ever have happened to anyone. Well, I walk her back to the room and I'm like, I, I just want to thank you for your time. Oh, like, I appreciate, like, I really appreciate this. I know we're probably never going to talk again. I completely understand. Stand. I mean, I am literally dripping mud in the hallway. And she's she's like, oh, no, no, maybe some other time. I'm like, uh -huh. okay, ma'am, that's really cute. It's nice meeting you. You have a you have a wonderful night. And I walked back just dejected to my room. Uh, and, of course, she did decide to um, date me again. Maybe that was good for my ego, that whole situation. Yeah. But, like, to me, those kind of stories that we just related are funny in different ways for different people. Maybe mm -hmm. you resonated one, maybe not with, the, with another. But I'd encourage you to find something that makes you laugh, that keeps you going in the day. Hearing our stories might be one thing. Another piece is you could have access to a number of apps on your iPhone or your phone. You can mm -hmm. do it on all kinds of options. I, and um, what Dr. Walker does when he leaves work is he listens to comedy on his way home. Mm -hmm. Finding a comedy channel, something that can make you laugh. And perhaps it's a DJ in the morning or the evening. Finding something that can make you kind of help to get through the day. Because sometimes people leave work and we, we're anxious, we're tense oh, from everything yeah. going on. Perhaps you left late and you're on your way home and you're just like, Barrr! and you have that. We all have a tendency to kind of uh, you know, kick the dog, so to speak, where we bring home the tension from work and take it out at home. Yeah. Well, if through laughter, you can actually discharge that anger and frustration, especially if it's funny. I mean, if it's really <laughs> funny, it makes you laugh. Yeah. Matter of fact, laughter increases not only our self-esteem, but because it increases the endorphins in our brain, it negates the negative feelings that we have, and it can actually act as an antidepressant. 
So, which is super interesting when we think about depression and how we get to that state. It's not just, oh, one day we wake up and we're depressed. It's over a long period of time of some negative, negative moods that eventually lead us down that road. And so by simply looking at situations in your life and spinning them to have a funny, ironic, like only me, you know, everything in my life, I'm always like, only me, it happens only to me. Um, But that's my way of dealing with a really stressful situation and not internalizing it and taking it negatively. I put a positive spin or a funny spin and then I just chalk it up to that's life and then we just keep moving on. Um, But that's because, you know, we need to add that layer in our lives. If we don't, then life is really, can be really sad and depressing and dark and we don't need to go down that road. We got to do everything we can to keep positive, stay motivated and dedicated to having a healthy life. I remember I was traveling with the commander at one point and I had had a pen explode and I pulled out a journal on the way back and I started writing about the pen explosion. Cause you can't really do much at this point. You're just mm-hmm. kind of trying to get home so you can manage it. And so I'm, I'm just making a note of it and writing down. He's like, oh, what are you writing down? I said, well, sir, this is not a funny story right now, but this will be a funny story yeah. <laughs> in the future. And so I'll use that to illustrate various points or things along the way. So I'd also encourage you to recognize that something you're going through isn't funny now, but it could be in the future. And that can actually help you get through extremely difficult challenges. Now, again, I want you to hear, I've said it three or four times, that we're not trying to minimize difficult things, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of things, maybe getting a flat tire on the way to work, super frustrating, but maybe in the future that becomes a great illustration or great funny story. When I went through the thing uh, with my wife, um, getting in that palm tree hole, it was not funny at the time. I mean, I was there for hours, as long, as short as that story was, it was hours. And But now it's hysterical for Mm -hmm. me and it's part of our story. So just note that these things can really help. Now, we want to hit one last thing before we go, and that's the types of laughs people have. Yes. So not only is there research about laughter, but there's actually research about the type of laughters. And so what we want to encourage folks is that laughter is good, but people have a really good sense when they can tell if a laughter is fake. Right. And so, you know, any of those uh, people out there that have heard a fake laugh, they know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. Ha ha ha. Right. But anyway, so I actually pulled this off of the Googleizer and it actually talks about the different types of laughs there are. And this doesn't encompass everything, but then it breaks it down to potentially what type of people could have this type of laugh, which I thought was funny because I laugh in all different ways. Sometimes I just sound like a donkey dying. Sometimes I can't even breathe. There's like a wheeze like there's it's like golfing or whatever like but uh so these are the the few that I wanted to go over so the giggle right which is someone that's usually suppressing laughter in an effort to be polite but the key thing about those people that giggle they're potentially troublemakers that actually want to do trouble but they don't follow through with it but they'll watch somebody else do it right so for all our gigglers out there then the goff right? The goff is a very social laugh, uh, putting to an extroverted person as a source of a loud, fun sound. So I have like, uh, uh, like, yep. <laughs> like to the extreme, right? Um, which can be contagious. So keep goffing if you're a goffer, right? Um, the cackle, right? Which <laughs> we've heard. I can't even imitate. Can you imitate? No, I can't do the cackle. <laughs> like, ah, 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 ah. I can't. I don't know if that was it, but 
Um, it takes a very confident person to loud out a cackle. So give them a high five, right? Because it's loud in nature, uh, it often uh, catches people by surprise. Um, but the person cackling doesn't mind drawing attention to him or herself. So they probably have a lot of self-esteem, which is really good, right? And they don't mind. They're, they're enjoying whatever they're laughing about. The snort, which we have a snorter in our office, and I love it because I forget she snorts, and then every time she snorts, it's like a mini surprise. <laughs> but anyway, the snort is the sound someone makes when they're suppressing their laugh in some type of way, right? So instead of laughing out the mouth, it's through the nose. Uh, when someone snorts, it points to a modest, introverted person because they're making an effort not to laugh out loud, which actually draws more attention to them, which is ironic. We have the wheeze, which is someone who literally is wheezing while they're laughing, and they're thought to be funny people because whatever they're laughing at is apparently to them very funny, but it's a forced laugh because you're limiting your airway, which creates the deep wheeze. It's like, <laughs> right, which I've been known to do as well. Uh, then there's the silent laugh, a person who laughs without making any noise, which is just their mouth might be hanging open and they're like, their body's moving, but there's no noise. Um, they don't want to draw any attention to themselves, so they make as little sound as possible. And then last but not least, we have the snicker. Snickers are thought to be witty people who find humor in most things. Uh, instead of all out laughing at everything, they let out a little snicker to acknowledge the humor. So it's a little validation, but they're probably looking at it in a bigger picture. But I thought that was funny. That's awesome. Well, we hope you found one of your laughs in there in, in this list and we hope you got something out of this podcast but ultimately we hope you find some way to have that joy and that laughter in this holiday season find some way to bring that into your life so we want to thank you for listening to the pillars the podcast of the 363rd isr wing of the united states air force i'm chaplain jim bridgem and i'm sergeant ackerberg until next time if you need us please reach out to us in the global address list finally we want to thank you for what you do for our nation especially during this holiday season have a great day